Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket with me, Simon Hughes, and I'm delighted to say that my guest today with no Simon Mann is the esteemed Indian commentator Prakash Wakanka, who was on last week when I was missing, and this week he's sitting in for Simon Mann. So good to have you, Prakash. I will come to you in a sec, but just to say this podcast is in association with TNT Sports, who of course have the exclusive rights to this India-England series. They'll be a little bit less happy after the proceeds of today's play. The progress that uh, England were hoping to make was arrested by the brilliant Indian bowlers and some rather errant English batting as well. So England sacrificing uh, what was going to be a really healthy potential position, eventually capitulating the 319 all out. Uh, really giving uh, India a massive lead when England would have expected one, and then India piling on the runs in the second innings as well. So a massive turnaround, actually, Prakash, in a way. After the second day, England were on top, but now India in the box seat, I guess. Uh, Certainly is, and it's almost like a mirror image, if you will, isn't it? I mean, yesterday, uh, everyone was talking about how many will England get, how big a lead will they have, will India have the... Uh, the sort of spine and memories came flooding back of the last time these two teams played in Rajkot, where uh, I recall I was in commentary and Virat Kohli batted out the last hour almost to save the game. So, you know, those were the thoughts going through people's minds. And then overnight came the news of Ashwin and that just, you know, set everything back even further. And one thought, oh God, this game's gone. And look what happened today. Amazing, isn't it? So um, that was a surprise, wasn't it? The the Ashwin news. Um, it came eleven o'clock at night, uh, India time, and I don't think they had time actually to even tell England about it uh, before uh, the third day's play. So England would have sort of woken up to that news. Any um, any feedback on on that situation? Uh, nothing specific, and obviously preserving and and wanting to maintain the privacy that he wants. Uh, understanding is there is a family member who is. Uh, 
I got a medical uh, emergency or challenge, and that's why Ashwin's gone back. That's that's about it. Um, he's he's as we all know, uh, very much a a family person, as many are, and uh, he would want to be where he's needed. And I think uh, one has to um, you know think about it in terms of compassion. And let's hope all goes well and he can get back to, to playing cricket, which he loves, as and when that happens. And, and actually, um, you know, obviously, it's it's been a, a feature of the series, hasn't it? And, and for probably a different reason, Virat Kohli are now announcing uh, after the second test that he wasn't available for the rest of the series. So sort of compassion for players and their families has become a you know a, a massive feature, I suppose, a combination of a more touchy feely society, but also actually the pressure on players now, um, and the fact that you know people are more aware, I, I suppose, of the mental um, you know difficulties that players experience in in what has become a very high profile position or a high profile uh, profession. Completely agree. Uh, as a matter of fact, you think back to the years, I mean, I, you mentioned Virat Kohli. I remember he came out to play uh, a Ranji Trophy game immediately after uh, his late father had been cremated. Uh, we, we know Siraj stayed on in Australia um, for that series. And sometimes I think it also has to do, Simon, surely with the, with the stature, the experience, the position. I mean, Virat and, and Ashwin are very secure in their own ways. Uh, would it be, God forbid, uh, a debutant in a situation like that? What would he or she do uh, is a different story. But you're absolutely right about society, about boards of uh, cricket control in whichever part of the world they are, all understanding that uh, players are human beings. Uh, it is only a sport at the end of the day. And I, I say this very advisedly, given the passion that we have in, in this country, particularly for the sport. Uh, people would be saying, how dare you leave the country? Uh, in in a in a tough situation, but I think uh, world is changing, and it's good to see that cricket and cricket administrators are also following suit. I I, I like the way you mentioned Mohammed Siraj there, actually, because a uh, good segue because he was a a big feature in today's play. The raw facts are that England began the day two hundred and seven for two, and uh, looked you know as if they would progress to what we were hoping at least, and English fans uh, to to a lead. But actually, they lost their last six wickets for only 59 runs after the loss of both both Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow in quick succession. And so eventually, uh, a position of potential strength at 224 for two and then 260 for four became 319 all out. And then India, although the early-ish loss of Rohit Sharma uh, piloted to uh, 196 for two with a magnificent 100 by Jaiswell, his second of the series, and also an excellent 60 odd not out by, by Shubman Gill as well. And the only hope for England is that, well, not I say hope, but the only kind of good side for England is that Jaiswell's gone off retired hurt, but that means he's probably going to be hungry for, for a lot more runs in the morning. Now, before we come to Siraj, well, I, yeah, I didn't mention Siraj briefly actually because he, I, I, I particularly recall him. As um, it being in uh, Australia, playing in that series, which they sort of turned around dramatically, and actually, I think, singing the national anthem before one test when his father had died a couple of days before, and actually him being in tears. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, Siraj's story, like so many others that are coming through in, in Indian cricket, is, is quite remarkable. Uh, and and the, the rationale, if, the, if that word can ever be applied to a tragedy of that nature, in Siraj's mind, as he said later, privately, uh, is or was that, look, my father always wanted me to play for India. And I know that even though I haven't been there uh, as a son to perform whatever uh, duties I had to, uh, there are other members in the family and he would be looking down from upstairs and, and being, being very pleased and very happy for me. And that is why I'm doing it, even though it's very, very hard for me to do. Uh, and that's, that's a sentiment that we've seen from sports people and people in other endeavors of life. It's a very personal call, uh, very different uh, occasion for uh, Natrajan on that tour as well, because he had uh, his firstborn baby and, and hadn't seen... Uh, the child. Remember, he went there only as a as a reserve net bowler given COVID times, and then he stayed on. Uh, he was supposed to have come back. So these things happen. Uh, all I, I I'm just pleased about the fact that boards and management are being much much more considerate. I mean, Harry Brook went back from Abu Dhabi. Uh, we've seen this happen quite a bit now in recent times. So it's good to know. Good to see people being considerate. Mm. Yes. So um, I, I mentioned Siraj there because he had an impact sort of certainly towards the end of England's innings and his passion and, and drive and sort of venom, you know, is just amazing to watch. But before that, we should focus on probably what was a massive turning point, And that was the, the dismissal of Joe Root uh, to a reverse lap against Jasprit Bumrah, brilliantly caught by Jaiswell at second slip. But it was it, to me. It was a brainless shot, and I know Root has had success with that shot before. But the situation did not demand it. Uh, he was playing well. He'd already hit a lovely four through the offside with his traditional method, and looked in complete. Uh, well, he looked comfortable at any rate. I know that Bumrah has taken his wicket eight times, but I felt it, today he looked, you know, completely calm at the crease. Duckett was going well at the other end. They were in an excellent position, and then suddenly this moment of madness. He goes for the reverse scoop, scoops it straight to second slip. Not the first time he's been out playing that shot. I sort of feel. I don't want to sound like an old fuddy-duddy because I love those modern shots, you know, the, the, the reverse sweeps and so on. But I think they, it, certain situations call for them and certain situations su suggest it's, it was a mistake. And, well, you know, two people who I respect the judgment of, both Shield Berry, who called it the stupidest shot in English Test cricket history, the cricket correspondent of the Sunday Telegraph, what... Maybe a bit of a big call that, but but I quite like Simon Mann, who, who's not here today, but he texted me soon afterwards. Root should be sent to the tower <laughs> for playing that shot, and I just felt that you know we don't want Joe Root to to be denied the opportunity to play these shots, but in that situation with England in control and him comfortable, eighteen not out, playing nicely, he doesn't need to do it, does he? No, uh, the fact is he doesn't need to. But I just wonder, uh, it's, it's not dissimilar to the, to the cross-heave he played in the previous Test match in the second innings and got caught at backward point. That was also a key, key moment. And, and I think Root is trying to, if I may say so, fit in, if you know what I mean. Uh, and so for a player of his calibre, his class, the fact that he's uh, you know, bowled more overs than he's got runs in this series so far is a staggering stat. Um, and just tells you uh, that he's obviously been out of form with, with the bat. 
and compare that to last time when he was the only one getting runs, it looked like. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny, isn't it? When India were chasing down that uh, total at the Gabba and, and uh, uh, Rishabh Pant got inside the line and reverse scooped, uh, I think it was Pat Cummins, everybody held their breath and it comes off and you say, wow, what a brave player, what a great shot, brilliant new age strokes and so on. And if it doesn't, then you, you sort of send people to the tower if I want to quote Simon Mann. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, but I think the, uh, the theory that we're now getting a, a lot of information from, from Nick Knight and, and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Swanee, because they're on television commentary here in India, is this whole theory about baseball to say, look, you're not going to be pulled up. You're not going to be, you know, uh, slapped on the wrist or anything of that sort. Go out and play uh, the way you want to play and we'll back you. And maybe that's what uh, it all comes down to. One day it's going to come off and some days it won't. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Root's over, overthinking it because it, it, we had a we had him on our podcast two or three years ago when he was going through a bad run. Uh, and a bad run for Joe Root. He's averaging sort of 36 or something. It wasn't that bad, but, you know, he wasn't quite kind of uh, re- reaching the heights he had previously. And he analysed his game to the nth detail. And in the end, he figured out why was he getting out between 30 and 70 all the time? And he, he figured out there wasn't a pattern of dismissals. It was more the mind. It was more the mind saying, well, actually, I got to 30. I can play a bit more kind of flamboyantly or, you know, try a few things. And he got out in lots of different ways. So it was a mindset rather than a technical flaw. And I think it's the same now. He's trying, as you say, almost to fit in. Just play your normal way. Just play your natural game. His natural game is good enough. Uh, you know, the jury's out on this because you'll get, you know, well-known English commentators taking different sides Michael Vaughan saying Root go back to your you know old game and Michael Atherton saying don't don't be too hard on him sort of thing I, I think that you know you don't need a, a bloke of Root's experience and, and 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 performance doesn't need someone saying to him that was shit but I think he knew it actually it was a bad call and it let uh, India in because soon after that Johnny Bairstow came in got done by a brilliant delivery from from Kuldeep Yadav, which spun back miles from outside off stump and pinned him in front. It was a rather, rather unwise review. It was plum LBW, knocking three stumps out, and suddenly, you know, England from 2.22 for, for, for two were 2.22 for four. Uh, and that really did change the game. It certainly did. And, and yes, I think uh, more than anyone else, Joe Root himself will know that. Now, whether that'll mean that the potential six or seven innings he has left in the series. Will he play any differently? Who knows? Uh, but, you know, you're right. A man of the calibre of Joe Root, who's got these mountain of runs, uh, probably never needs to do it. He is so good that playing conventionally, he can rack up the runs. And does that actually take away a little bit from his ability to keep executing what he's done over the years? I wonder. I'm no no expert, Simon, but I just, from a perspective of watching cricket for so long, one just feels that, you know, you don't want a, uh, a Vivian Richards to come out and play block, block, block. You simply don't want Juru to go out there and say, bang, bang, bang. So it's, it's that kind of uh, situation. But who better than Juru, the man himself, to decide? We have to just respect what he's achieved and leave it to him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I suppose I look at it from a bowler's point of view. 
as well. And if I'm Jasper Munro and I see Root play that shot, I'm thinking, well, even if he gets away with it, he might not the next time because it's a big risk and it's a premeditation as well. You've got to get into position to play it before you see where the ball is instead of Root's hallmark, which is to play the ball on its merits. So I think he's going away from his you know, typical natural game to, to try these sort of extravagant shots. And, you know, just to get, look at the stats, as you mentioned, he was the, the highest scorer last time England were in India. But in his last 12 innings in India, he hasn't made a 50 uh, because he was sort of less successful in the latter part of that 2021 tour. And he's averaging 16.3 in his last 12 innings in India, 70 runs in five innings in this series. And that also goes with Bearstow. 88 runs now in five innings in this series. So, you know, a little bit of a problem there for England's middle order. So the top three have all flourished. Obviously, after this amazing innings from Ben Duckett, two 70s in the last test from Zach Crawley, a big 100 for Ollie Pope in the first test. So, you know, they've delivered the top three at various points, but four and five have not. And that's perhaps illustrated England's sort of um, weaker area, which you wouldn't expect, would you? The two guys who've been such a a core of England's powerhouse and and success in the last two three years and more, Bearstone and Rue have actually been their uh, their failings in the last three tests. They they certainly have, and and to add to that, the experience they have in Indian conditions. I mean, they're on what their third or fourth maybe tour. The, uh, certainly, Bairstow plays the plays the IPL all the way through. He's been part of it. So they know these conditions. They know these bowlers. It's not as if you know they're coming out on their maiden tours or anything like that. So it, it does cause a problem for, for England. And then I think it puts a little bit more pressure than normal on uh, someone like Ben Stokes, uh, who, who then uh, can't really probably, and I, I'm probably saying that he probably score a double hundred and win the game for England on day five, who knows. But the fact is, it's, it's, I think, not allowing him to play entirely the way he'd like to because he's suddenly coming in with the team short of runs, knowing what he can do and his ability, and yet having to maybe just make that little adjustment to try and uh, play a bit more cautiously than he otherwise would and take the attack to the opposition. So the, the loss of those two wickets, uh, I think, sort of almost had an effect on Duckett as well because he wasn't able to quite find the fluency uh, today as he did yesterday uh, he didn't get uh, those sweeps away to, to, to the same degree I thought Rohit Sharma captain quite well because he put for instance Kuldeep Yadav he put a couple of men back on the boundary on the, the leg side to cover both the orthodox sweep and the bigger sort of slog sweep and that made Duckett force Duckett into kind of one or two other uh, shots that he might not have wanted to play so much so it sort of negated Duckett's sweeping and also the loss of the two wickets. So in the end, uh, he, he rather tame uh, dismissal by Duckett, a long op that he just poked straight to extra cover. Can happen. It happened later in the day to Patidar as well. The ball sort of stopping in the pitch and uh, a rather sad end to an unbelievably brilliant innings. A little bit of a, a rebuild from Folks and Stokes, but that was now uh, it finished off by a combination of Siraj coming back with the older ball and getting the ball to come off the pitch at various places. And also, actually, I thought a slightly ill-judged shot by Stokes as well, caught in the deep off Jadeja. May have just been, again, 
We might have just stopped a bit on him, I think, when he ended up uh, sort of spooning that catch. But, you know, Siraj, uh, and I'm not comparing him in pace or any other way, but he is that game trier that Mark Wood is for England. You give him the ball, he will keep charging in with the same boyish enthusiasm that we saw when he played under-14, under-17, under-19 cricket. Uh, he, I remember uh, growing up in Hyderabad, he would constantly go to his coach after his first couple of uh, India A tours and said, I've got these wickets, I've got so many wickets, when am I playing for India? When do you think I'll get the chance? And Virat Kohli spotted him at RCB and the rest, as they say, is history. But Siraj is that kind of bowler. He may get hit for runs, but when he gets into his own, he takes a bag full of wickets and he takes them quickly, effort 200% every time. He finished, in fact, with four for 84 from 21 overs of hard endeavour and enthusiasm. And uh, England's last few wickets fell quite quickly. Ryan Ahmed gone for six, Tom Hartley charging Jadeja Stump for nine, and then Jimmy Anderson bowled by Siraj for a single. So just after lunch, England, who would have been hoping to get to lunch, sort of, uh, I don't know, 100 runs on from the, 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 the overnight score, 310 perhaps for four, were 319 all out, uh, and India suddenly feeling uh, that they'd seized the initiative with a lead of 136. So, of course, uh, this series is on TNT Sports, which is also the exclusive home of the UEFA Champions League, Europa League and Europa Conference League, as well as showing Premier League football, plus rugby, MotoGP, boxing, UFC, NBA, WWE and more. And don't forget, the Champions League round of 16 uh, resumes next week. And the highlight, perhaps, for certainly for English fans, will be Porto against Arsenal on Wednesday night, kick-off 8 o'clock. Also, don't forget, you can watch the highlights of each day's play of this series at about 5 o'clock on TNT Sports as well. You can stream it on Discovery Plus or watch TNT Sports channels on EE, Sky and Virgin Media. A subscription is required, aged 18+, plus. TNCs apply. And after the break, we're going to talk about India's new wonder kind... Just as we jive well. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best—it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line—it's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI—it's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So a lead of 126 for India. What did you see as, as their game plan from there on? Well, clearly, I think uh, Rohit and, and Yashasvi came out with the intent of ensuring that they weren't going to lose wickets if they could help it to the new ball, which is what happened uh, in, in, the, in the first innings, as everyone will remember. And I thought Yashasvi Jaiswal in particular 
came out and batted with a great amount of application to say, I am going to deny an early breakthrough. Uh, I'll probably curb my natural instinct a little bit. And that goes back to our earlier chat about some of the other players playing strokes that may be different for them. So playing in a manner which is alien almost to, to Yashasvi at the top of the order. Bat, bat button down. They lost uh, Rohit Sharma. But uh, Shubman Gill did exactly the same. He came out and defended because I think somewhere in the Indian mind uh, batting camp, the view is you've got to bat time and you've got to bat runs, both. It's not as if I'm just going to go and get some quick runs because they know if you give England even a whiff of a chance, uh, possibility is they'll go after whatever you set for them uh, and it doesn't take them too long to get there. So draws is something that this England team, I don't think, believes in or hasn't played too many at all. And therefore, uh, bat time as the bowlers get tired. I mean, there was something, a very interesting comment on, on uh, television commentary today which said uh, most of the England bowlers probably haven't got their socks dry yet given how much they had bowled in the first innings. So, you know, to, to get a tiring bowling attack out into the sun again and then as they sort of felt the heat and everything else, go after it. And Jaiswal changed gears from first to second straight into overdrive, uh, <laughs> which is phenomenal for this, for this young man. Uh, Yashasvi means successful. And, and he is certainly being that. Three hundreds in his first seven test matches, including a double. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I, I absolutely adore watching him bat, actually. I just think he's, he's got so much flair and panache and yet a sort of insatiability as well and, a, and an, underst- an innate understanding of the situation. So, I, I, you know, like, like you said, he played the situation really well. Initially, just getting himself in, negating the new ball. Because in earlier innings, for instance, at the start of his big double hundred, he was going up the wicket and smacking over the top really quite early on. But today, he didn't do that. In fact, his first 18 runs came off 50 balls. So he was quite cautious and uh, sedate initially. I, I like the point you made there also about England having to turn around quickly with uh, wet socks because the trouble with playing in this uh, new era is they never get any time off. So England only batted 71 overs, uh, which is fairly typical. You want, as, as a bowling team, especially working in these hot conditions in India, you want at least a day and a quarter to rest. The whole of the day uh, when you just watch your team bat and you can put your feet up and have a little sleep and uh, as Graham Swan said dry your socks and iron your shirts and all that stuff. Which I mean, I'm presuming they've got people to do that now by the way. But you know it, 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 if you've got to get out there again straight after lunch uh, when you've only been bowling the day before oh, you know it's just it's, it's exasperating, exhausting demoralising and, and then you find you're up against these two batters who in the case of Shubman Gill and, and Jaiswal just want to stick it out and, and get stuck in um, then Jaiswal as you say he seemed to recognise the moment to attack against Anderson actually who came back for a second spell and suddenly he took him for a six over deep mid wicket and a couple of fours and he was he went down I think he went down the wicket actually once slightly and sort of uh, went for a big drive and suddenly his innings was into as you say overdrive so after 18 runs of his first 50 balls he took 72 of his next 58 balls and was converging on yet another 100 really quite quickly Yes, and I, I think there will be one uh, uh, conversation in that dressing room, amongst other things, is what caused those back spasms? Was it that big leap Virat Kohli-like 
uh, we, we, after his 100 where he sort of went up in the air and punched the air, whether that's got caught his back. I mean, you know, one hopes that that isn't the case. But uh, yes, a remarkable story of a remarkable young man who is just so hungry. And, and yet, Simon, I can tell you, we probably never know their names. For every one Yashasvi Jaiswal, there are probably at least eight or ten others who are probably equally gifted, who are probably never going to see an India cap. So that's the that's the you know level of talent and the passion for the game in this country, and with cricket opening up, centres improving, facilities improving, you're just going to see more and more of this almost precocious, if you will, talent coming through, and India must manage it well. Because he comes from, uh, whereas you would know from sort of 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that the, the prime batsmen came mainly from the big cities, didn't they? Uh, the, you know, the, the, the Chennai's and the, the, the Mumbai's and uh, Calcutta, Delhi. Now, like with Jaswal, he comes from Uttar Pradesh, a fairly unknown, smaller city in the depths of Uttar Pradesh. Um, actually, uh, the, the one thing that his coach uh, from Rajasthan Royal, Zubin Baracha, says, this is interesting, is that what's going to hold him back more than anything could be fitness. Because he suffered a lot, because he came from, from a poor background, he suffered quite a lot of malnutrition as a kid, and they're still making up for lost time there. And in a, interestingly, he retired her today with, with back spasms. So that's going to be something they need to manage very carefully because he's going to play all formats and he's going to want to bat and bat and bat and he wants to field and field and field and he gets out there in the mornings and wants to bowl his leg breaks. Uh, he's such an enthusiast. Um, you know, he's a sort of cricketing badger in a way. I've met him actually and talked to him about the game. And, you know, he's, he, it's interesting that a guy with this amount of flair still wants test cricket above all else. And he says, yeah, I, I desire to play test cricket. And looking at his uh, record in the longer format, i.e. first class and test cricket, you know, he's now scoring his centuries every three innings. And he's kept that uh, record up in this series, uh, which is incredible. You know, the only Bradman, uh, and I've said this before, only Bradman of, of, of great players has scored his centuries at less than every three innings. And most are every six innings. So his his initial performances as a 22-year-old are quite incredible. Yes, and I think, you know, India's seen their share of these uh, absolutely brilliant stars who've come out or become stars and performed brilliantly at the start of their career and then have faded away. I mean, none better than another amazing left-handed talent in the form of Vinod Kamli, uh, who came out and got, if I recall correctly, back-to-back double hundreds against England. Uh, and, and went on to score a lot of runs and then just sort of lots of other things happened. Let's hope that in the case of people like Yashasvi Jaiswal, Shubman Gill, uh, slightly more uh, entrenched, shall we say, uh, that they get taken care of. There's lots of people to look after them now, both physically and mentally. And let's hope that they can serve the cause of Indian cricket and world cricket uh, for a long time to come because that's the kind of ability uh, these two have. Today you saw India's next generation of top-order batters probably. Yeah, yeah, with Shubman Gill as well. Uh, and, I, I mean, I suppose one other thing that I just wanted to say about Jaiswell uh, is that he's he's got all the, he's got a complete game because, you know, Duckett, a brilliant reverse sweeper and, and sweeper and, you know, a sort of pocket rocket, but not doesn't really score much down the ground. Jaiswell 
can can play the down the ground up the you know goes up down the wicket with a beautiful flurve of his bat and smites it into the stand. But he can play the reverse sweeps and orthodox sweeps as well. So we saw a couple of brilliant reverse sweeps off Ray and Ahmed today. You know, with balls were quite short, and he was still able to reverse pull the ball on the ground all through mid wicket. So or through the uh, sort of backward point. So you know, amazing range of shots he's got as well as that insatiability. So the the, the partnership between Jaiswell and, and Shubman Gill really shut England out of the game. It was fluent, it was enjoyable to watch if you're an Indian fan and even if you're a, a, an English fan really because it was beautiful, fluent batting. Is there anything England could have done there, do you think? I don't know. I mean, I thought for the first time in the series uh, Ben Stokes had to probably be a little bit different from what he's been throughout up to now. Yes, he still had attacking fields and so on, but you would never saw before this afternoon a deep point and a deep square leg uh, to to his spinners up front. Uh, and I think he was conscious of the fact that he didn't want easy boundaries. He, every now and then, of course, will mess with the batsman's head. He will try and get the, the mid-on, mid-off up. He'll talk at the bowler, toss it up. He'll do all of that. But I thought Ben Stokes realised today at least for this period of play, that he needs to probably be a little bit more conservative and that in itself could be considered by the Indian team management a moral victory for at least this little period of play that we saw this afternoon. How has the, um, the game, the, the series, been received in, in India? Crowds have been pretty good. Um, obviously, England arriving with a, a bit of a reputation for quite exciting cricket. What about the the chat around the place? You know, uh, the the press coverage, etc. You know, has it been something that that people have been quite excited by? Yes, you know, uh, I, I think this has been uh, England and Australia probably are the two teams that, uh, without question, play the best cricket in India from a competitive perspective. Uh, certainly draws a lot of attention. Indian media and uh, consumption has really moved to the virtual world a lot more now. So, you know, the press, the days of Raju Bharatan and K.N. Prabhu are gone. Uh, you don't read an article uh, for the, if you will, the literary quality of it. It doesn't happen anymore. It's all consumed live. A lot of it is in, in the form of, uh, you know, short uh, clips and so on and so forth. But the following has been quite remarkable. And as you know India well, uh, the temperamentality of, of uh, Indian uh, spectators is very much on evidence. I mean, yesterday in the evening, I had six or seven folks, friends of mine, call and say in, in expletives uh, as to what the heck India were doing. Why was Jadija not bold? Does Rohit Sharma even know how to captain a school team? And then I probably will call them this evening and ask them what they think. So it's, it's, there's always loads of emotion in, in Indian, in anything Indian, really. Uh, and I think the cricket has been no different. The series has been no different. Uh, it's receiving uh, more than adequate coverage. And I think the smaller centres are awakening to the idea that a white uh, ball format isn't the only way uh, to enjoy cricket. I'm really thrilled to see in every cricket ground, Simon, tons and tons of school kids getting at least half a day or a full day off to come and watch because that's how they're going to they're going to learn to enjoy test cricket which is for most uh, purists the ultimate test <laughs> that's nice to hear good to hear uh, yeah actually this game i suppose has been a bit like a bollywood movie you know in, india in tears yesterday and they're all ecstatic and happy and joyful today with the position which is to sum up a 322 run lead with eight second innings wickets in hand. Of course, one of those wickets is Ashwin, who won't be back. 
So that's seven wickets in hand. And I don't think he's going to get a batting replacement. So England only have to take seven wickets, but still uh, to, to hope they're going to take seven wickets in the space of 80 runs, I guess, is is a bit of a pipe dream. What, what do you see the situation here? How many do you think India will, will, will try and make? I think that will be the debate tonight. Because, uh, you know, England have shown in the past, in the recent past, their willingness to go out uh, for broke. They are not going to play to save a test match. I just can't imagine that happening. So whether it's, you know, something that's absurd and impossible, they'll go for it. Um, and, and I think that is what will be at the back of India's mind. They will know that 320 or whatever the lead now is, uh, by no stretch is enough. They'll want to bat. They'll want to bat quickly if they can to allow themselves because the strip, the batting wicket, the pitch looks pretty good for batting even now. Yes, the odd one's beginning to misbehave, which is to be expected. And that's been another feature of the series to digress for just 30 seconds here. The pitches have really been good and I'm very, very glad they've been. Uh, they're no longer the, or they certainly aren't the dust bowls or anything else. There's no room for criticism on that count. Teams have played what's front of them and has been competitive cricket. So India will be bracing for a fourth day uh, which will be as competitive as any in the series. If they can get a couple of hundred runs in reasonably good time, they'll fancy their chances. But uh, uh, Messrs. Uh, um, Stokes and company will be saying, let them get whatever. We're going to go and basball this total and get it and go 2-1 up. So it's a critical, critical day for the series tomorrow. And I can't wait. Ooh, interesting. Uh, interesting. So it's not the snake pits of, of the previous series anyway, which means England will be a little bit confident of being able to chase, but somehow I can't see them chasing 400 plus. Can you? I actually can. I actually can. And I'm not just okay. sort of saying it uh, because it's the right thing to say or anything like that. It's because India are without Ashwin, point number one. Uh, yes, the, the four bowlers are capable, but they have tended to wilt. Uh, they haven't really been put to the sword. Uh, there's always been that one breakthrough like we saw this afternoon, which has led to a collapse. Uh, India will be hoping that will repeat itself. England will be hoping that they've put those behind them. And if this Indian bowling attack comes under serious pressure, other than Bumrah, uh, I don't think that the other three are quite as capable of putting a lid on the runs uh, in spite of their obvious talent and enthusiasm. OK, well, good. A positive uh, note to end on if you're an England fan anyway. Prakash, thank you very much for your time today. Of course, you can watch the uh, fourth day's play on TNT Sports and indeed the highlights of today's play as well, 5pm on TNT Sports. Simon and I will be back tomorrow to review the fourth day's play. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.